on last week, we began to talk about the sin debt has been paid. Will you say that? The sin debt has been paid. Say it one more time. The sin debt has been paid. I want to reiterate or teach this again. Last week, there were some technical difficulties relative to our live streaming audience. So I want to make sure that there's clarity regarding this. So I want to uh, add a little bit more verses, but bring clarity, clarity to this uh, once again relative to the difficulties and it not really being able to, to be heard, be heard very clearly. So uh, it's something that Holy Spirit impressed upon me to reteach, and perhaps there's a reason for that. But we need to know that the sin debt has been paid. In other words, because of Adam, there was a debt that humanity or man owed to God. And because of that sin, man was under God's judgment and God's wrath. So because of sin, man was under God's judgment and God's wrath. And one of the things we must understand as new creations in Christ, although there are consequences behind our actions, because once we're born again, the sin debt relative to that person has been dealt with. Now, you can still fall short of the glory of God. But when things happen, we can't say that this is the judgment of God because I missed it. No, this is as a result of my own doing being that I fell short, okay? Because one of the things we have to understand is that I'm not under God's wrath or God's judgment. And the reason being, the reason why we need to understand that, because the debt that put me up under that man of God has been satisfied. And as a result, most of us are in Christendom. What has been promulgated again is a gospel message that teaches us not only are we under God's wrath, but we have to continuously do something based upon our own effort to make sure that we're right before God so we don't fall up, fall up under his judgment. Well, that was the purpose of Christ coming, to take that away. And because of that, man uh, uh, walks around with this sin consciousness. In other words, men of God, there's this fear relative to them and their relationship with God. We, we reverence God. We should be in awe of God, but we should not be afraid of God in the sense of he is this angry, egregious God waiting for me to miss it so he can pound his wrath on me. That is not the God that we serve. And it's not until you understand God correctly are you able to worship God freely. And most, if truth be told, Crystal, people aren't worshiping God freely. Now, understand this. Men of God, we are free moral agents, right? So we come to God, let him whosoever will. He gives us the opportunity to choose life or death. So how is it that we come to him willingly, but we have to serve him by demand? Wait, you mean to tell me I come to you willingly, but now I have to serve you 
By demand, what do you mean? In order for me to be right, I have to keep doing this thing a certain way for me to be right? Before I don't, That doesn't even make common sense. Are you guys here? So we have to understand this. Now, let's go back over and look and, and see that this debt has been paid. And see, the thing about this sin consciousness, which we've seen in weeks past, that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us. From a sin consciousness. So we should not have this burden of guilt, if you will, or feeling like every time I fall short, gloom and doom is coming. Or every time something crazy happens, oh, God's trying to wake you up again. God chastens us with his word. But unfortunately, because of tradition, Brother Damien, what has been handed down, it makes the truth. Of no effect. It makes the word of God of no effect. Why? Because now, what are you more inclined to believe? A beat down, judgmental, this vengeful God who, who, who there is wrath every time you miss it, or what, what we hear in that? What are you more inclined to believe relative to the message? If all you heard is this is bad or this is God, then someone comes along and teaching the grace of God. The, the, the finished work of Jesus, oh, well, you just saying people can live any kind of way. Which, which message do you think you would believe? God's going to get you. <laughs> so we said, and you can write this down. And the thing about that sin consciousness, Consciousness, it will ever have you feeling guilty and condemned before God. That's why when you miss it, you, you try to do a whole lot of things to get back right, you know, as far as work-wise. There's nothing you can do on your own to make you right before God. There's no act you can do. It was Jesus' act that made us right. Just like the act or actions of one man put us under that judgment, the act or actions of the one man Jesus put us back in right standing with God. So sin, it literally means to miss the mark, means guilt, a fault, rebellion. Okay? It's a falling short of the moral standard of God's perfect goodness. That's the one I like. A falling short of the moral standard of God's goodness. So when Adam fell, that began the immorality of man. A man's morality or man's morale before God was fractured. So it's falling short of the moral standard of God's perfect goodness. And if you want to put this up, we see in Ezekiel 28, 15. Now, sin has its origins with Satan. So Adam is not the originator of sin. They were the first to commit sin in the earth. It came into the earth by way of who we know as Satan. And it entered humanity through Adam. It entered, entered the world through Satan, daughter, but it entered humanity through Adam. 
who gets that. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Then we see in Isaiah, and you can put it up for that here and write it down, Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, uh, in reference to Lucifer, who we know to be Satan, wanted to exalt his throne above the throne of God. Let's see that. How you have fallen, O Lucifer, son of morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You are weakened, you, you who weakened the next, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will, ex- I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. And you keep reading and how he fell. Are you here? So it had its origin with Lucifer or Satan. Okay? Now, and it entered the earth through him, through Satan, but it entered mankind through Adam and Eve. Now, uh, and you've seen this, of course, as a result of Adam's rebellion, again, what, him missing the mark, man was separated from the presence of God. You remember they got kicked out of the garden, who remember that? Which, which brought about a spiritual and physical death. So when they abdicated the promise, man was spiritually separated and alienated from God, which brought about a physical death. So through our First parents is what is called a lot of times a hermeneutics. Through our first parents, talking about Adam and Eve, because they were our first. Some of you, OCC, some of you didn't even know that, did you? So your dad is not. <laughs> Through our first parents, he's your biological father, okay? But your biological father had a biological father, who had a biological, who, had, who goes all the way back to Adam. Okay, y'all get what I'm saying, so calm down, okay. I'm your daddy, okay. Look at your, cat, look at your children and say, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, okay. Uh, through our first parents, watch this. So through Adam, man of God, we inherited the inherent inclination to sin. So that's where we get that from, Adam, okay. Did, and as a result of that, uh, under the law, that's, that inclination to, to sin was imputed to man. In other words, under the law, it was now accounted to that individual. And because, again, because of that debt, there had to be somebody to come and satisfy the debt. Who's with me? So then, too, just for your hearing, when Adam, understand this, when Adam fell and Eve this is where we get our guilt from. Because the awareness of guilt first displayed itself as shame and embarrassment. Remember last week I said that when you have that uh, sin consciousness and that guilty consciousness, there's embarrassment, shame, low self-esteem, feelings. I mean, you just feel deplorable. So the awareness of sin first displayed itself as shame and embarrassment with respect to their own physical nakedness in the presence of each other. Notice, when, when, when they fell, now you were naked before. So now they were ashamed of, oh, I'm embarrassed. So what they do, they cover themselves. Now, be, because of that embarrassment, 
This was nothing more than the reflex, watch this, of their inner nakedness of the guilty conscience before God. And it was working itself out in the sphere of the external. So because of, 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 of them uh, forfeiting the promise, if you will, by dishonoring God, disobeying God, now not only were they guilt, were they shame in front of each other, but that shame, that inner feeling of shame caused them to be shameful before God. So they hid themselves. Now watch this. In the original Hebrew, it literally reads, because I'm, I'm in Genesis 3.8 now. It says, you know, when he asked, they were, you know, they hid themselves. But in the original Hebrew, man of God, uh, it, it reads that the man hid himself and the woman hid herself. So not only, we, we thought that they both hid from God. No, he hid himself from God and from Eve, and she hid himself. She hid herself. From Adam. So they wasn't hiding together. The shame caused them to notice. Because of the naked, I'm ashamed, so I wouldn't hid. And because you you wouldn't hid. Are you here? I, I boy, it's a whole lot I could get into that. But 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 because of that, that's what we also get every man for himself. Oh, I'm getting into something else now. Yeah, how do you know? Because when he went to Adam, oh, it was the woman. And when he went to Eve, oh, it was the serpent. See? So that's where we get that from. Your first mama and daddy. Let me move on. Then two, one could argue, and it's true. Everything following Genesis 3-6, with the exception of the effects of the operations of God's divine grace, is in one way or another an effect of the fall. Beginning with evil and in every nefarious act of man, it began, Brother Damien, with the fall. So, with no fall of our own, when they did that, Everything, even the earth, daughter, went into a state of decay, which explains hurricanes and, and, and tornadoes and tsunamis. Th these aren't signs of God's judgment because there are some sinners. Well, well if you judge the sinners, what, what about the Christians that live over there? How did they get mixed up in it? And I'm saying that to say because you have people who preach an erroneous gospel, even with things that happened in Florida last week, and God bless those individuals. They will blame that on God's trying to judge Florida. You are lying straight from the pits of hell. That's, those things are, it's a result of the earth's, earth's, the earth is dying. It's in a state of decay. That's why I knew Jerusalem will come down from heaven to the earth. This earth, look, watch, watch this, watch this. Not only did man's lifespan drop, but earth's began too. Let me show you. Uh, Romans 8, 20 and 21, NLT. I'm going way where the Holy Spirit wants me to go. <laughs> I'm still on script. Romans 8, 20 and 21. 
Who's getting something? I know it's blessing me. <laughs> eight, Romans 8, 2021. Watch this. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. Why? Because of Adam. Now, he cursed the ground. Remember, he said, curse be the ground. See, he had already blessed man. So you, he didn't curse you. He cursed the ground. So the earth went in a state of decay. Watch this. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward. Do you see this? To the day when it will what? Join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. So not only are you looking for that glorious, the earth said me too. You're not the only one. <laughs> so just like the earth that was put on man against our will, what? God's wrath, God's judgment. Wasn't anything you did, it was what Adam did. And because of that, somebody had to satisfy this debt to reprieve man of God's judgment and wrath. Oh, man. You hear? So we're all born into Adam's physical family. And that's what brought about the separation and alienation from God. That's why man has the need to accept Jesus, because it was no fault of his own that he became what we, as a sinner, as some say, no, that was because of Adam. Are you here? So we inherited his guilt, his shame, that sinful nature, and God's judgment and God's wrath. It was, we inherited because of what he did. Now, if we inherited because of what he did, with the verses that we, we see, doesn't it seem more logical that because of Christ, it's taken away? Well, I, I'll show you again. I see why we have to go over this again. Perhaps you didn't write it down. But because of Jesus, man of God, we have escaped, brother more God's judgment, his wrath. Are you here? Let me show you again. Romans 5. 12, 18, and 19. I'm going to move rather quickly. NLT. What does all this have to do? This has to do with how you see God. See, I can't worship God freely, man of God, if my perception of him is incorrect. You will still try to live by your faith. Your works. See, but when I receive the finished work of Jesus, I realize I'm living from the faith of Jesus. And I live in agreement with what he finished, not what I'm trying to do. Are you here? I'll show you. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Talking about through humanity. We know it entered through who? Satan. But it entered humanity, humanity through Adam. So that's what we're talking about. Adam's sin brought what? Death. So death spread to everyone for all have, for everyone 
sin. Why? Because of Adam. Yes, Adam's one sin brings what? Condemnation. See, that go that judgment. That's why Romans 8 tells us, therefore, there is no punishment. That word uh, condemnation literally means punishment to those who are in Christ. See, th- th- this seems, it sounds weird when you've heard punishment, wrath, judgment. You're going to hit. See, it, it, it sounds foreign. Are you here? Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act, you know, we talked about that act earlier of righteousness brings what? A right relationship with God and a new life for everyone who receives, that is, receives him. Verse 19, because one person disobeyed God, there it go again, many became sinners. But because one person, what? Obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Okay? Again, because of Jesus we can trade our judgment for his forgiveness. We can trade our sin for his righteousness. Are you here? So because of man, or because of Adam, excuse me, mankind owed a debt. And we've seen this in Romans 6, 23. The word of God declares for the wages, that word in Greek literally means payment or reward. So the, for the wages or the payment or reward of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So right here, again, sometimes we hear priesthood, for the way of sin is death, what they say, because you're a sinner. You're gonna, that's not what he's saying. What he is saying here is that because of what Adam did, the payment was death. Are you here? Not because you out here doing something crazy. Now, it could lead to that, but that's not what he's saying in context. In context, what he's saying, because of what Adam did, death was the payment or the reward for man. Judgment, condemnation, God's wrath was your reward because of what he did. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And just to help some, the reason why God's judgment seems so astringent or severe in the Old Testament period, is because the sin debt had not yet been satisfied. That's why it looks so like, oh my God, Jesus. No, God was still merciful. But notice, none of these things happened unless they were just disobedient. So it seemed more severe, and it was. Why? Because the debt had not yet been satisfied. Are you here? But he was still merciful to those. And, and some of the things that should have happened uh, wasn't worse as it should have been. But that explains when people say, well, why not? See, again, you're talking about a covenant that we were not even born under. We, we, are, we were born under that God having provided something better for us covenant. Talking about the finished work of Jesus, See, some can't even get with that. You still, <laughs> and if you're gonna live under that, every time you fall short, go get your goat, bull, sacrifice it. You better remember all of these feasts, holy days, and you better observe them in regard to 
But Jesus satisfied those things. Are you here? And we've seen in John 19.30, when Jesus declared, it is finished, or tetelestai, which literally means, it's an accounting term, which literally means paid in full. So the sin debt was paid in full by who? By Jesus. Okay? Um, Colossians 2, 13 and 14, ERV. <clears throat> Listen to this. You are spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not f- free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you new life together with Christ. He forgave. He forgave all your sins. That's just not. Now, again, he was talking to a people who the sin was imputed upon them when they missed. These, he's talking to people who are under the law. Are you here? But just like they were spiritually dead because of their sin, we were too. The only difference is we were born under a covenant different than what they were born under. But the sin, we, were still, we still had a debt. There was still a debt that we owed. And Christ paid it. And the only way we free ourselves from that debt is by accepting the one who satisfied the debt. Theirs was satisfied by believing in the one that was come to satisfy. So they didn't, the old country didn't get saved like we got saved because the sacrifice or the debt hadn't been paid yet. So their salvation experience was, I believe in the one that you're talking about coming, coming. That's how, that, that was their salvation experience. That's why Hebrews makes mention of uh, 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 when, when, when Christ came, when the promise was fulfilled, they got glory too because the one that they were anticipating actually came. So that, in other words, that solidified. We good anyway. Why? Because the one we were hoping to come. Hebrews 11, round 40, somewhere now. That's just a nugget. If you wanted to go look at it, watch this. Because we broke God's laws, we owed what? A debt. Again, a debt originated with Adam. So, under the old covenant, the only way they could be right before God or, or kind of get under the umbrella and not be condemned or punished was by various sacrifices and keeping certain days and various things to be right, which were only a shadow until the reality came, talking about being that when he come, you no longer have to do these things. So why are you still doing them? We can, still, we can observe certain days and certain things, but Jesus is the, fulfill, excuse me, the fulfillment of those things. He is your jubilee. So, 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 so rather than waiting uh, 
749 cycles or every 50th year to be set free or to receive land. Or receive. You can do it as often now. Why? Because the fulfillment has come and you don't have to wait 50 years to be blessed. They have significance, man of God. But because of Christ come, you can get, you can be free in the seventh year, in the first year, in the thirteenth year. Not the fiftieth. Just, just giving you some nuggets, man. Because we broke God's laws, we owed a debt. A debt that listed all the rules we failed to follow. But God, guys, what happened to the debt? Well, now, let me say this. The debt has been paid. Watch this, though. But you still owe a debt, that personal debt. Until you accept Jesus. You get it? It's been paid. Now, all I have to do, Brother Damon, is receive it, accept it. So which part, which family are you a part of? Adam's family or children of God? If I'm, a still part of, if I'm still a part of Adam's family, I'm still under that judgment and wrath because of what's sin. But the payment was, the, the debt was paid. But I escaped it by becoming a part of God's family, being that accepting Jesus as my Savior and Lord. Why? Because if not, I'm still doomed to death and destruction. Why? Because that was the payment for this infraction. And the only way you can get free from it is to accept Jesus. That's why the Scripture tells us who the Son sets free. <laughs> Is free indeed. Unquestionably free. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. Then we said, now that the sin debt has been paid, do you hear me? There's no penny, there's no pending punishment for the believer from God. Because the sin debt has been paid, there's no pending punishment. For the believer from God, let me clarify again. If you go out here and because you can fall short, okay, and you can still do things that fall short of the morality and the standard of God or what he requires of us. What I'm saying is that when you fall short and reap the consequences, let's stop declaring this was God when you chose willingly to make the infection. So we have to stop saying God is punishing you. And if he's punishing me, that means Christ's sacrifice was insufficient. Why? Because now I'm trying to get uh, right before God based on my merit. And you can't do it based upon your merit. So that means we will forever be getting whipped and punished by God if it's on us. 
This is what we need to hear. That when I receive Christ, there's no pending punishment for me. Am I saying there are no consequences behind making bad choices? What am I saying? Huh? Thank you, Brother Moore. Everybody else is still kind of, that's why you have to go back and listen to this. Get it and get the, submit these verses into your spirit. So when someone tries to take a verse out of context, you say, now I got work line upon line. I got more than three mouths, three witnesses. So I've established the word by the mouths of two. All you need is technically two or three, but we've seen five or six. Are you here? See, it's important to understand that because when the believer in Christ experiences consequences from falling short, it's not because he's under God's condemnation, wrath, retribution, or for wrongs done. I'm talking about the believer. Are you here? Now, let me show you. Romans 5, 1, real quickly. Therefore, since we have been, <laughs> Romans 5, 1. You hear? Therefore, since we have been justified, that is what? Acquitted of sin. How are you declared before God? Blameless before God by faith. See, you have, see again, you have to grasp that fact that I have been declared blameless before God. Let us grasp that fact. We have what? See, you have peace with God. Will you say that? As a child of God, I have peace with God. God is not mad at me. And again, because he's not mad at you, that doesn't mean that he's smiling on unholy living. Okay? Are you with me? We have joy. We have, uh, we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our... See, it, see, Jesus made us right with God. And if he got to hurt me every time I miss it, now, what I'm, and that's what I'm saying... I'm trying to make myself right with God by being perfect. You're not going to do it, sir. Ma'am, it's not going to happen. You are at peace with God because of what Jesus did. Are you here? Again, that word justified is a legal term, meaning the believer is made righteous, justified by the Lord, cleared of all charges or punishment related to their sins. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. See, this is what you, you want to get to know. Are you with me? And when you receive this, you'll stop believing that you got to be perfect to get qualified for a house. You'll stop believing your, your man hadn't come because you, you're not like all perfect. You'll stop believing all that nonsense that, that's being preached to some. Are you here? You stop believing that 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 when I get right, are you here? When I get right, um, 
then all this can come. No, 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 no. When you start believing correctly. And again, it's the believing correctly that causes you to do all the right things that you should be doing. Are you here? In him we have redemption. Do you see this? Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. Okay, uh, ampl- I, I'm, I'm going to read from Amplified, but that's a good version too. But in him we have redemption, that is, our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted, do you see this? In him we have redemption. That is our, del- see, you have already been delivered. See, whatever, whatever, whatever it may have been and whatever it was, was a direct result of Adam when sin entered. But you were deli- named the most whatever, whatever, whatever you can think of. In Christ, you've been delivered from it. But how you walk that thing out is by getting your thoughts to come into line with what you've been delivered from based upon the Word of God. In other words, when I align my thoughts with the Word of God and know that I am free and I see that I've been delivered, you will start, see, most of us, we wait till we feel a certain way. No, it ain't based upon a feeling. You have to know. You, you, look. You can't wait until you feel. It ain't about a feeling. It's about knowing I'm delivered. And watch this. And once you get it cemented that you have been delivered, your feelings will get right into line. And see what's happening. People are trying to feel delivered. See, we've even been taught that don't move until you feel God. No, no, no. It ain't about Yeah, I understand what people are trying to say. No, God is more important with me being in agreement with him because you can wait and wait on a feeling, and that feeling never comes. And I understand people praying aggressively and all that. God bless that. But, but let me tell you, the most the most important thing you need to understand about prayer is that you know how to pray in line with the word. That you say the same thing about you, your situation, circumstances that God has said. Whether you want to scream it, shout it, whisper it, you matter, whatever, whichever way you choose, you need to make sure that I am in agreement with his word. Because you can pray hard and pray hard out of line. And not even be in agreement because I don't know his word. <laughs> in him we have redemption as our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid what? See, the penalty for our sin. Do y'all see this? So for me to get condemned and punished every time I miss it, that means the, the debt hadn't been paid yet. If we say this by God which paid the penalty for our sin, resulted in forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with his riches and grace, which, listen, he lavished on us and our wisdom and understanding. 
Romans 5. Uh, I'm just going to read verse 9 and write down 10 and 11. Romans 9, Amplified. Therefore, since we have now been justified, do you see this? What? Oh, here it go again. Declared free what? Of the guilt of sin. How? Again, by his blood. How much more certain is it that we shall be what? Saved from the wrath of God. Do you see this? Through Christ. See, Sister Williams, he took what we should have got. He took it, daughter. So we wouldn't have to. Do you see this? Look, we have been saved from the wrath of God through him. So the, the sin debt, or what came as a result of the sin debt, because of Christ, I've been saved from that. Who gets this? You have to know this. Let me read verse 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, is it much more certain, having been reconciled, that we would be saved from the consequences of sin? Again, what do you mean the consequences of sin? Of what sin brought about or that what came as a result of that debt not being paid. Now, if you fall short, are there consequences? Yes. But what we have to get to the place to understanding is that this is not God's judgment on me. Because if truth be told, people are not only told that this is God's judgment on you. They're telling that the saints who walk in the best they know how. This is God's judgment on you. But I didn't, I didn't, what did I do? Well, I, he had to put this on you. Why does God have to inflict sickness on somebody? To See, that's, that's not the God that we serve. Why would he put sickness on your 80-year-old mama? To, what lesson does she need to know at 80? Learn at 80. We, we got to do better with this, man. We got to. Why, why would he do that to a child? If you want to blame anybody, blame Adam. Blame Satan. But thank the Lord. Because of his goodness. Again, I don't know why things happen to people. But we have to stop saying, God. That takes Satan out the whole picture, don't it? Doesn't it? What's he blamed for? The good that's happening? We got to do better. Let me get to a place of clothes. Ephesians 2. Oh, look at this. Verses 3, 4, and 5 real quickly. And I got. Yeah. Watch this. You guys here? Watch this. Verse 3. Among these. Unbelievers, we all once lived what? In the past of our flesh, flesh our behavior govern, governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of human nature without Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. 
We were by nature what? Guys, look at this. By na- again, by no fault of our own, we were under the... S- s- Do you see this? We were, be- because of what Adam did, we were under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of humanity. Do you see this, Kenyatta? You have to get somebody to just help mess. You have to say to somebody, help me not understand this. Twist this where I don't get it. This, I mean, it's that plain, daughter. Well, someone will have to come. You will have to go to somebody, Tyson, and say, listen, this is so plain. I need you to mess it up so I don't understand it. Are you here? Watch this. So, by nature, notice, we were under it. So, if I was under it before Christ, it's only logical, not just to believe but receive that because of him, when I accept him, I'm no longer under it. Why? Because he took what I should have got. And now because of him, I'm at peace with God. Watch this. Verse 4, but God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love, which he loved us, even when we were what? There it goes, spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sin. What did he do? He made us spiritually alive and together with Christ. For by his what? Grace, his undeserved favor. See, here it go. You have been saved from God's judgment. See, we wouldn't, we should not be serving God with this cloud of or this burden or thoughts of, man, if if, if I don't do this just right, woe unto me. And you have people serving God. If I don't wear this, woe unto me. If I dress this certain way, And what you're saying, I'm trying to escape God's judgment by what I do, by trying to create a standard that I cannot fulfill. Listen, beloved, once we're in Christ, listen to this, God's love and acceptance of us will never again be based on our behavior. I say it again. See, under the old covenant, it was based upon what they did if they kept these demands. If they did this. Are you here? If I sacrificed the right animal, if I, if I didn't, if I didn't, then, 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 then I'm okay. But their conscience was never at ease because they had to keep doing it continuously over and over and over. But once we are in Christ, and I'll write this down for you, make it personal. Once I am in Christ, God's love and acceptance of me will never again be based on my behavior. Y'all want me to say it again? Once I am in Christ, God's love and acceptance of me will never again be based on my behavior. So again, God is not loving me based upon, his, his love for me, Brother Moore, isn't contingent upon how good I am today. 
what Jesus did brought us at peace with God. <laughs> because of Jesus, he now sees me holy. Not because I do all the right things. No, he sees me holy because of what Jesus did. I'm going to walk upright, but that's not why he sees me holy. He sees me holy because of what Christ did, not because of what we do. So, once again, once I'm in Christ, once I am in Christ, God's love and acceptance for me will never again be based on my behavior. Why? Because Christ or grace has shown up. That's why. Guys, look. We have to know that God accepts us because we have united ourselves with his perfect son. Not because of anything we've done. So why does he accept me? On the, not on the basis of my merit. Because <laughs> we might be good today. But depending how Wednesday go. Depending if I get all my hours on my check Friday. It all depends how he act when I get home. See, see, we, his love, it, no, we're we in trouble if, 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 his, if his love for us is based upon what we do. If that's the case, keep you a switch nearby. That's what it's like. Oh, why? Because I'm going to get a spanking. Are you here? Titus 3, 4, and 8. Let me show you. Notice I said... Once we're in Christ, God's love and acceptance for us would never again be based on our behavior. Let me show you. Colossians, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Titus 3, 4, and 8. Guys, oh, you got to get this in you. It would change the way you live. Why? Because my thoughts are in line with how God sees me now. Oh, yeah. And, we, and see, and I submit to you, another reason, daughter, why a lot of people don't trust God, whether with how they live, with their giving, with how they, because their view of God isn't correct. Because there's no way you can really understand how good God loves you. And, 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 I'm, and I'm frugal, tight, stingy, just, why wouldn't I want to bless someone who treats me like that? You have people who get dogged out by men and women. Oh, and they do anything for them. And, and the love that they say is love, it ain't love. Because love is not beating on you. Love is not talking to you crazy. Love is not uh, uh, getting you to do things against your will. Love doesn't, uh, 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 what's this they doing now uh, with these girls and boys uh, kidnapping one another? and doing? Love doesn't do that. So if I can... Give my all to somebody who mistreats me. How much more for the one who can love, who loves me like none other? Oh, I'm not keeping from him. What you ought to stop doing is is supporting the one who mistreating you. Ain't man gonna beat you? Then you turn around. No, I ain't, no, I can't. I don't give my money to people who beat me. Yeah, oh, I don't give my money to people who talk to me crazy. 
It's for somebody on the live stream and not in here. And not in here. So your relationships are on point. Yes. But when the goodness, do you see this? And kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind kind of appeared. How? In human form, as the man Jesus Christ. Remember, we see in Titus, grace showed up. Watch this. Here it go. He saved us. Not because of any works of righteousness that we see. Again, when we see Jesus, it's not based upon what you do. He saved us, daughter, not because of any works we did. <laughs> You are holy not because of any righteous works you do. It's because of what Jesus did. But because of his own compassion and mercy, by the cleansing, the new birth, watch this, spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing by Holy Spirit. Verse 6, whom he poured out richly upon us through Jesus, again, through Jesus Christ. Look at verse 7. So that we would be what? Justified, here it go again, made free of the guilt of sin by his compassionate, undeserved grace, here's what I want you to see. And that we would be acknowledged and, you know, acknowledged as accepted, acceptable to him and made heirs. Look, you are heir now of eternal life once you receive Christ. But more than that, you have to know when you receive Jesus before the Father, you are made acceptable to him now. Do you see this? So if I'm made acceptable, why are you expecting punishment? Why are you expecting to be condemned when you have been made acceptable and an heir of eternal life? Verse 8. Notice what he's saying. This is a faithful saying and trustworthy. He said, you can trust this. You can trust what I'm saying. Listen to Apostle Paul. And concerning these things, I want you... See, what we just discussed, how should you be talking about these things? See, you can't talk about this confidence if you don't believe this, if I don't have anything to support why I believe what it is I believe. That's why you have to get this in your spirit whereby you can speak with this with confidence. Even when apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, teachers tell you differently. No, I'm going to stand in this. Why? Because the word tells me I have been accepted, accepted made acceptable before God. Because of Jesus, not because you want me to keep a bunch of rules and regulations. Let me end with this verse, and I'm done. 1 Peter 2, 22 through 24. This has blessed me. Not about you, but I'm... Listen, guys, you have to listen to this. You just can't listen to it one time. You, you, you got to... I would play this several times throughout the week. At a minimum, at least once a day. Yeah. Look, you can, by the, while you're walking, exercising, whatever, this 45 minutes be gone before you know it, 50 minutes. Amen. Especially, Brother Damien, if I can't talk like this with confidence. If I can't talk like this with confidence, man, I, I can't be over your house right now. Why, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not competent or confident enough to be over there right now. He committed <laughs> no sin. 
nor was deceit ever found in him. While being reviled and insulted, he did not revile or, or insult in return. While suffering, he made no threats of vengeance, but kept entrusting himself to whom who judge to, to him who judges fairly. Verse 24. He personally, listen to this. This is why you understand grace makes you all the more eager to live upright. He notice. Even though he died for the whole world, he died for us personally, each individual. See, take it. You got to look at this thing. For me? I mean, he did that. So I wouldn't be punished. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. Watch this. Willingly offered himself on it as an altar of sacrifice. Watch this. So that we might Die to sin. Uh, guys, I don't know how many verses we've seen today, but to me, this one like puts the icing on the cake. So that we might die to sin. Look at this. Becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin. That's why Romans 6 tells us, Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. See, I got to get my thoughts in line with the word. And live for righteousness. For by his wounds, you will be healed. No. And live for righteousness. For by his wounds, you who believe, excuse me, have been healed. See, I have to believe this. Beloved. You are not under God's judgment. Are there consequences for falling short? Absolutely. But we have to stop saying, this is God condemning me. Why? Because before the Father, we just seen, I have been acknowledged. <laughs> Look, he acknowledges me as being in right relationship with him. He sees me as having peace with him. And as Roman tells us, we have to grasp that fact. And not only grasp it, but begin to declare it with confidence. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.